Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Too Late to Fly podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline. And I'm Kevin. Together, we're going to dive into different topics around weight loss, body image, relationships with food, and how to overcome life's everyday struggles and challenges so we can all live our best lives possible. Remember, it's It's never never too late late to fly. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. This is episode 18, and we are going to be talking about emotional eating and dealing with emotions and um, those emotions surrounding uh, choosing to eat or not eat when you are upset or stressed or whatever that uh, feeling may be that's causing you to want to eat. Yeah, so we thought that this would be a great episode today um, because I know a lot of us, myself included, deal with emotional eating or when we're upset or stressed or have anxiety or things in life kind of go unplanned. Um, It's very easy to want to turn to food for that comfort or that support or to try to help us feel better, especially in those times when life just seems out of control. Um, And so not only did I think it was important to kind of talk about this because so many of us struggle with it, um, but I've kind of been dealing with this a little bit myself here recently. Um, I know we've kind of talked about there's been a lot going on in our lives. Um, And so I thought I would just kind of start with a little bit more about what's been going on and what's kind of triggered this in me to kind of want to really turn to food to help cope with emotions. Um, Because I feel like I've been in recovery from an eating disorder. Um, I'm on the path to kind of figure out you know, being comfortable and confident in my body again, trying to lose weight, recover from my binge eating disorder. And like, there's always struggles and ups and downs. But when, like I said, life really throws you a, a curveball, it's really hard to kind of keep going on that path of continuing to do what's best for you when you feel like life is completely out of control. Right. Um, so a few weeks ago, my mom got diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, and I feel like I've kind of been holding my breath ever since we found out that she had cancer. Um, And first, my initial thought being a very like, I need to know facts and details and all this was, I need to know all the information. And unfortunately, you can't get all the information at once. So it was kind of started to spiral from there. And I felt it very hard to stay on track with what I was doing and to kind of feel focused and motivated and energized to keep heading in the right direction. Um, And I think that's kind of what I'm talking about when things happen in life that are unplanned or aren't going. Like you can have a plan in place, like this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to handle it. You know, I'm going to work out, eat my food. And then something completely out of your control happens And being someone who is an emotional eater, that's definitely a huge trigger, red flag, warning sign for me is when I feel out of control, I need to find the control back or get the control back as best as possible. And for me, that's with food. Right. Whether that be following your plan or otherwise, I think a a lot of people, especially emotional eaters, turn to food as that that comfort, that security blanket that they've always used as a way of coping with those unknowns and that stress and that that just everything being, like you said, it feels like it's out of control or you don't know what's going on. Um, I think for a lot of people, too, who are those emotional eaters, that automatic response is to turn to food and to eat. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Like, that's just, I think, where a lot of people, like, automatically, like, that's just their default. That's where they go is, is I'm going to eat to calm my emotions. And I think that's what we want to kind of dig into in this episode a little bit, too, is. Especially since I'm going through it right now, like, it's not something like, oh, yeah, I struggle with this from time to time. It's actually I'm in the moment of dealing with, you know, my mom's cancer on top of all these emotional things that are happening because of it. I think sharing these personal experiences and what I'm kind of doing, being right smack dab in the middle of this, um, hopefully. I think it helps you as exactly. it, as hopefully I, these conversations help other people who right, are listening. I think sometimes saying some things out loud is so helpful and therapeutic to myself because it reminds me of what I could be doing better, even though I know it in my head. It reminds me when I say it out loud to actually put some of these things into practice myself. Right. So I think that's where we wanted to go with this conversation is kind of and and share that, again, food's not going to resolve those stresses or emotions or those problems that are causing you to want to turn to food. Right. And I think that's one of the number one things to mention before we dig deeper into this is food is not going to fix whatever your issue is. Like for me, turning to food or eating food is not going to make my mom not have cancer. And I think that as hard as it is to admit or say, because we can say, no, food makes me feel better. Eating a tub of chocolate ice cream makes me feel so good. But reality is it's not going to fix the issue of what's actually making you upset, stressed, anxious, nervous, whatever it is. Food, no matter how good it tastes, no matter how healing or in the moment it makes us feel good, it's not going to fix that initial feeling of what's actually going on. Those emotions that make you turn to food to eat. Right. So I think automatically once something happens in life or we choose to have this emotional response to turn to food, either A, you turn to food right away. And for me, you, you start binging out, eating everything in sight, making excuses of, oh, I'm stressed, I'm tired, I'm anxious. For me, my mom has cancer and using all those excuses as a reason to start eating all this food. Um, or the second kind of option or way I know for me that I can go is I tell myself, you know what, I am craving chips and nachos and cheese and burgers and all this stuff. I want to fill this void, you know, and this sadness with food, but I'm not going to do it. And then you start obsessing over, I'm not doing it, I'm not doing it, I'm not doing it. And the more you keep obsessing over it, the more you keep thinking about it, and then the harder it is to not give in to that craving or the temptation of turning to food for comfort. So I found there's those two paths I can take automatically when I'm feeling upset, stressed, anxious, either immediately start eating or immediately start obsessing over not eating, um, which I think both can be very Well, I think that's harmful. the thing is where we're going to go with this is <laughs> right. there's, there's emotions and feelings that are associated with indulging with and feeding that emotion with food and there's also emotions and feelings and um that with not feeding that emotion and, and restricting so i think that that's right and i think for me realizing that those are the two paths i can take or that normally happen it's actually taking a step back from that instead of immediately turning to food or immediately saying, I'm not going to turn to food. It's sitting down with yourself and being like, what's going on? And I know I've talked about this in so many different episodes, um, is really taking that step back before you make that decision 
and actually getting to the root of the problem is why do I feel this way? And I think if you can do that, even if the world is spinning out of control and you feel like you have no control, you're taking that power back because you're actually being honest and figuring out this is what's going on. This is what my problem is. This is why I'm feeling this way. And that's powerful That's powerful in and of itself. And then at that point, once you know what it is, you can work on fighting that and leave food out of the question. And realizing, you know what? I'm upset because my mom has cancer and there's nothing I can do about it. But is food going to change that? And I think that's what's kind of helping me right now not completely go down that path of turning to food just and going crazy is bringing it back and centering myself back in and saying, yes, I feel out of control because I cannot control what's happening with my mom, but food is not going to fix it. And just that mental mind space, that mental saying, that really being in touch and connected with those feelings, no matter how painful they are, I think is very powerful. No, absolutely. And it's going to help you be able to make decisions moving forward once you're out of kind of that emotional initial state. I think the other thing that's really important to me is once I kind of get to the root of what's actually going on and what's actually bothering me, it's reminding myself that whether I did choose to binge out and start eating to cover my emotions or I didn't, no matter what, overcoming this feeling of turning to food for comfort is going to take time. It's not going to change overnight. It's not just going to be like, oh, you know what? Like, it's not like I can turn to Kevin and be like, you know what, Kevin? I'm an emotional eater. And then it's gone. Like, it's going to... You didn't didn't become an emotional eater overnight. You've been... That's your way of soothing and coping for a long time. It's going to take a a, a while to break that habit or to break that that cycle. It's not just going to break itself because, okay, I'm done doing that now. Right. Or, oh, I don't feel like being an emotional eater anymore. I'm just going to stop. Like, it's going to take time to change those patterns, to change those behaviors to actually change. But in order to make changes, we have to be aware that they're going on. So being aware that this is what you do is an excellent first step to be able to kind of more so overcome that emotional eating. Once you know that you're an emotional eater, you can then think about, okay, do I want to have the choice of indulging and feeding myself or am I going to make the choice of not? And then at that point you can take the positives or negatives of either one of those choices and weigh it out and figure out which one you want to do at that point. I mean, it's, it's not, it's not something that you can get to this point just overnight and say, okay, I'm ready to deal with it this way. It's going to take time to notice, okay, I'm feeling emotional. I want to eat. That in and of itself could take you a while to get to that right. point. And again, everybody who's dealing with this and recovering with not necessarily an eating disorder, everybody's going to get there at a different pace and what works for one person might not right. work for everybody else. And what I've learned is recovery, no matter if it's trying to overcome an eating disorder, emotional eating, stress eating, whatever it is, it's recovery or what works for one person is not going to be the same for everyone. Or what one person finds helpful in overcoming this emotional eating might not work for the next person. Um, And for me, being someone who is a binge eater, and for an example, one of my mom's friends brought over pizza for dinner last night for the whole family so we didn't have to worry about dinner. She brought pizza. So part of someone's recovery could be 
eating the pizza and enjoying the pizza and someone's recovery could be choosing not to eat the pizza. Right. So there's so many different stages of recovery and overcoming, you know, this emotional eating and this tie to food. Um, so it's really important to really sit down and address where you're at, what works for you and what you need to do to make the choices that are right for you to continue on the path of healing and recovery and what's going to make you feel good you know, right. long-term. Well, like you said, even in the choice of eating the pizza or not eating the pizza, there's so many places between eating the pizza, you could have one slice of pizza, you could have the salad that everybody's having, you could have the whole mm-hmm. pizza and really go, I mean, it's it's there's so many places within each of those choices that you could be and each person's going to be in a different spot, like no matter who it is. Right. And so an easy way to kind of break this down is if you are someone who, like me, Actually allowing yourself to eat pizza with your family for me is such a hard thing because I don't do it. So I know enjoying a slice of pizza with my family and enjoying dinner with my family is the best choice for me and my overall recovery. Like putting, trying to lose weight aside, trying to put everything else aside, choosing to eat dinner with my family, spend time as a family and not stress so much about food is a bigger accomplishment for me than not eating pizza. Exactly. If there's someone who is constantly turning to food for every, you know, situation, every time they're upset, every time they're sad, every time something happens in life, you're constantly turning to food, the best way for you to recover might be skipping the pizza so you can stop having that emotional tie to food and that emotional connection to food. There's not one that's right or wrong. There's not one choice that's better or for the next, but it's actually figuring out what you need in that situation. And there's a huge difference of enjoying pizza with your family and ordering a whole pizza for yourself, locking yourself in your room and eating the whole box of pizza to cover the pain because you don't want to deal with what's actually going on. Well, ultimately that pain and that whatever you're dealing with that you don't want to Right. It's still going to be there whether you eat that whole pizza in your room by yourself or not. Like eating that pizza and ordering that pizza and eating it alone in your room is not going to solve your issue. Right. And I think what an important thing to bring up as well is no matter what choice you make, whether it's to eat the pizza or not to eat, eat the pizza, how are you going to feel after? And I think when we're in the moment, it's so hard to think of not the consequences, but like the future, like what is this action going to do to me after I make this choice? Like sometimes when we're emotional, you know, that term emotional, you're not thinking clearly of what the choices you're making in that decision, even if it's not food related, are going to be long term or what that choice is going to affect the next choice and the next choice. And we're usually thinking in the moment. So I think what's important to remember is how am I going to feel after? How am I going to feel after I ate the pizza or I didn't eat the pizza? And for me, honestly, I decided to enjoy pizza with my family. And this morning I woke up like hysterically crying, feeling anger, shame, guilt, feeling like I failed. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have had the pizza. And I was very, very hard on myself. And so, yes, I'm proud of myself that I was able to enjoy dinner with my family in the moment. But it also brings those other emotions. And I think sometimes we're taught that, you know, we shouldn't feel that way about ourselves or feel that way about food. And we try to then cover those emotions up even more. 
So you're feeling shame, guilt, anger, but you don't want to talk about it, but they're there and you're feeling it, but you try to push it down even more because you feel like you shouldn't be feeling that way, um, which is only going to make it worse. Well, I think it, it leads to another cycle of that that restriction in an emotional eating because, again, you're only adding more stress to yourself. You're stressed to begin with because of X, Y, and Z circumstances, and then you're adding another stress on top of that by your based on your choice to eat or not eat whatever food it may be. Right. And so I think for me, when I do choose to eat something that I normally don't, because I, for me, I've been pretty much on a diet for years. So this is trying to, for me, undo some of those old ways, old thinking of if you go off plan, if you quote unquote cheat on your diet, if you do these things, it's bad, it's wrong, you shouldn't have done that. And so even if part of my recovery is enjoying pizza or enjoying these things, I'm still filled with that guilt, that shame, that whatever of years and years and years of what I've been dealing with or heard or taught or told myself. And so I think when it comes to eating those certain foods, whether you chose to eat it, not eat it, if you're eating it for emotional comfort, it's acknowledging those feelings you feel afterwards and reminding yourself of those feelings the next time you make a choice or the next time you're doing it. Because not that I'm saying next time I wouldn't choose to eat the pizza, but you're able to know this is how I'm going to feel and this is how I can then help cope to overcome those feelings of hatred, anger, sadness because of the food. Right. And I think it's very important too, like you just said, the next time you get to that choice, the choice might be a different, you might choose something different. What's right for you this time might not be right for you next time based on what you learned by how you felt, how you reacted, how you responded, you might not choose to eat the pizza next time and that's okay too. It's about figuring out what works for you in that moment when you're in that state to overcome an overall health and well-being mm-hmm. as opposed to this fixing those emotions or fixing the eating disorder or losing weight. It's about an overall health and well-being as opposed to just one specific mm-hmm. thing. It's taking taking those choices and cr- creating a whole overall healthy choice as opposed to just, okay, right now I'm emotional and I'm eating and I'm not losing weight and I'm not overcoming my eating disorder. It's about creating that whole healthy body as opposed about body and mind as opposed to one choice is the only thing you can do. Right. And I think that's great. He, you know, Kevin brought that up is, you know, I'm always reminded of this quote from Alice in Wonderland. And she says, I couldn't go back to yesterday because I was a different person then. And so I think it's hard to look back and say, well, I should have made this decision. I shouldn't have done this. I should have done this. Because when you made that decision, you were a different person than you were today. When you decided to make that decision, you didn't have the same knowledge and understanding and feelings that you do now afterwards. So it's important to learn from how you're feeling in this moment so you can then move forward instead of wishing and looking back wishing you could change the decisions or go back in time and not eat the food or binge out or do that um, because we learn from experience. If we don't have that experience, we can't learn from it and grow from it and be able to move forward. So I think that that quote is so powerful for me because a lot of the times when I make choices, I do feel a lot of shame and guilt and anger. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have ate that. But in reality, at that moment, I did what was best for me or what I could do based on the knowledge and what all I could do in that moment. Moving forward, 
that's what you have to focus on. Right. Because you can't look back because back then you weren't the same person as you are today. But again, that's, that's, it takes you a long time to be able to come and look at situations and think about situations in that light. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not something that you just achieved. Okay. Yesterday you were not able to look at things that way. You've taken a lot of practice and learning and talking to yourself and being super aware and talking with your therapist to get to mm-hmm. that point to be able to look at things and view oh, things totally. in this this way. Right. And like I said, I still woke up this morning today after years of practice and talking to my therapist and dealing with this emotional eating and recovery. And I still felt anger, shame, guilt, frustrated with myself. And I think instead of feeling bad that I still feel that way, you have to remember those are all part of your emotions. Just like me being upset that my mom has cancer and the sadness and anger and hurt and frustration that that causes. The same thing with me choosing to eat pizza, whether it was the best choice for me or not, I'm still now faced with these same feelings of being mad at myself, being shameful, feeling like I shouldn't have done that. And it's addressing those as well and not continuing to push those down deeper and deeper and say, you know, shut up emotions. You don't matter. I'm happy I ate pizza. I should have ate pizza and pretend those feelings aren't there because they're there and they're real and they need addressed. Um, And so for me, what helped in that moment was finding some positives in the situation. And by that, I mean reminding myself, you know what? I was able to enjoy pizza with my family. I didn't stress about not being able to eat it, go and eat my own food. I was actually able to enjoy a meal. Our family friend dropped off for us out of the kindness and love of their heart for our family. And I was able to eat it without binging out, without eating the whole pizza, without overly obsessing over should I eat this, shouldn't I not eat it, and just enjoy time with my family. And when I was reminding myself of kind of those positives, some of that anger, guilt, frustration, still there and still something I need to work on. But like we mentioned in the beginning, that's not just going to go away overnight. But acknowledging them and being like, you know what, they're there. But these are the reasons that I made this decision. I feel positive and happy that I made these choices and this decision. And that shame, anger, and guilt is just something I'm going to continue to have to keep working on moving forward. Because I didn't eat for comfort. I didn't order pizza out of to try to cover emotions. I ate it to enjoy time with family. And that for me is part of recovery, part of the recovery and healing process. Well, that's a victory right there in and of itself. You didn't seek it out on your own. It came to you. You presented yourself. You made the choice and you did what you felt was right in that moment. Mm -hmm, Exactly. And so I had the pizza, enjoyed it was afterwards felt with feeling that anger and that guilt, whatever. But then I was able to sit down with myself, remind myself of the positives, remind myself of some of the coping mechanisms of what I can do to treat myself with some love and kindness and forgiveness. And I know we have a whole episode about that. Um, It's episode 16, which talks about kind of the best coping mechanisms that I found that helped me. So if you haven't checked that out, I definitely recommend kind of checking that out because I definitely put a lot of that into practice today to kind of help with that shame and hatred and guilt that I was holding on to. Just coping with emotions without using food as your your coping technique. And I was actually able to sit down with myself and say, okay, why am I feeling this shame, this guilt, this anger, and kind of get to that root of the problem? Because again, it's not pizza wasn't the problem. 
it's my feelings associated with after I had the pizza that I need to work on. Right. Well, I think too, those emotions tie back to, is that what's best for my eating disorder? Is that what's going to help me lose weight and get to my weight loss goals? It's, it's all of those things that you felt those emotions about, not whether you ate the pizza or not. Mm -hmm. And it's actually, did I turn to pizza because I didn't want to deal with the emotions that were actually going on and I used pizza as a coping mechanism? Or did I actually enjoy pizza as what it's meant to do, eat and enjoy? Right. And then I'm now left with maybe some of the guilt or shame that's associated with it because that's what I used to associate eating pizza with before. And that's what actually needs work is my thoughts and feelings associated with that. Right. Not actually the... Right. It's not... Food's not the issue. That what you chose to eat is not the issue. It's the emotions surrounding that from your past that needs dealt with, not necessarily the food part of it. Right. And then in the end, reminding myself whether you did choose to emotionally eat and eat to kind of cover your feelings, or if you chose not to... The problem of the root of the issue, like for me, like I said, my mom's cancer, it's still there. Whether you chose to eat the whole pizza, whether you ate one piece of pizza, whether you didn't, food is not going to have fixed it. And I think it's reminding myself of that over and over again. It might sound like a broken record that I keep saying that in this, but honestly, it's honestly, I tell myself this so many times when I feel like that is whether I eat the food or not, the problem that I was dealing with is still going to be there. I think that's exactly it. And at that point, like you said, but we've said before, you have to make that choice is, is, is causing, is choosing to eat the food going to give me more stress or choosing not to eat the food going to cause me more stress and emotional issues or situation. Mm -hmm. Like you have to pick which going to be best for you in that moment. And that's why getting to the root of the problem of actually what's causing you to be upset is so important because then you can figure out ways to actually deal with that problem and it has nothing to do with food. You can actually figure out, okay, this is what's bothering me. This is what I'm upset about. This is why I'm having a hard time. And this is what I can do to actually fix the problem. And reminding yourself, food's not going to fix it, but what can fix it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's exactly it. You can figure out coping mechanisms beyond the food or not the food. And so I think it's important to really remember or take note is that all feelings matter no matter what you're dealing with what you're stressed about what's happening in your life those feelings are valid they matter as well as your feelings whether you did choose food for comfort and emotional eating matter after like for me the shame the guilt the anger all of those feelings are important and all those feelings need to be addressed so you can continue to keep moving forward um, a, you know, suppressing the feelings, keeping them inside, keeping them to yourself and just using food to cope or put a bandaid over the issue is not going to help. It's not going to help us continue to move forward because feelings are temporary. They come and they go. You're going to feel sad one moment, happy the next. That's just life. So I think we have to learn to feel the emotions, embrace it and let them go so we can continue to move forward and not pretending those feelings aren't there, but feeling them, releasing them, and moving on, and finding ways that help us cope without food, because long-term, that's going to be so beneficial for us than just continuing to put a Band-Aid over the issue and eating food, pretending the issue's not there. It's just going to be continue to be a vicious cycle. Exactly. Well, then, too, the longer it takes you to break that cycle, mm -hmm. the longer you've been doing that, the easier it is to just fall back into that pattern. 
And I think we have to remember, it's okay to have pizza. It's okay to have treats. It's okay when you're upset to go have a slice of your mom's chocolate cake because she made it to help you feel better. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's if you're using food as a way to cope instead of dealing with the issues on hand. And like I said, using it as a band-aid to cover up because you don't want to have to deal with it. Or using like for me, my mom's cancer as an excuse to then go out and eat chocolate cake, chips, in and out burger, pizza, ice cream, because I don't want to actually deal with what's going on. That's where the issue is. It's not the food. It's our relationship with the food and how we choose to use the food instead of actually dealing with our problems. Because each decision we make has a consequence. And we need to realize that those choices that we make need to be what's best for us in the moment, but also so we can keep moving forward. I think that's exactly it. I think that's the root of everything that we talk about is to help you, us, live our best lives possible. And that's a whole body and mind approach as opposed to saying, I'm going to focus this down and only work on one thing while you let five other things go Mm -hmm. by the wayside. There's so many facets that you need to work on all at once. And you have to pick what's best for you that's going to help you achieve most of your goals at that moment. Right. So unfortunately, I don't have like a specific, this is what you do to break the cycle of like emotional eating, because as you can see, it's very complex and there's a lot that go into why certain people choose to turn to food for comfort or not. But I think once we're aware of it and we're aware of actually being in touch with our feelings, what's actually going on and what else we can do to make ourselves feel better, it's going to make it a lot easier to not turn to food. So I think no matter if you're struggling with emotional eating, stress, whatever's going on in your life, remember to take care of you, listen to yourself and what you actually need and the the choices and the decisions that you actually need to make yourself feel better. Um, And I think that's going to be more powerful than me sitting here telling you, oh, don't turn to food or trying to help you overcome whatever it is that you're fighting. Right. It's being aware of it, figuring out what you actually need in the moment and actually giving yourself that love, that kindness, that grace to be able to deal with all of life's craziness. Because like I said, your world can get flipped upside down in an instant. And it's about learning how to deal with those challenges and situations and those unplanned events in a more positive way so we can feel good about ourselves no matter what. Because it's not food that's the issue. It's how we're using food and coping and using food instead of taking care of ourselves and what we really need to do. Exactly. So with that, I think we'd like to say thank you for listening to this episode. Um, if you would like to get us in touch with us, you can find us on social media at Never Too Late to Fly. We'd love to hear from you guys and get in touch with you guys. And we would also like to take this time to thank those of you who have uh, rated, reviewed, and subscribed. And if you haven't, remember to do so. And also remember, it's never, never too late, late to, to fly. fly. Bye, guys.